Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. The union of Jews and Gentiles in Christ is the pattern for the solution to all racial division in the world. Sadly, most people don't want the solution God offers. We've sought to help you understand the world's way of addressing racism and to see how the real answer applies. We also need to be vigilant to keep our guard up against allowing non-biblical ideas from a secular worldview to work their way into the church. Please listen as Pastor Harris gives today's slice of this week's timely message entitled, Fellow Citizens of God's Household. As our passage in Ephesians 2 has taught us, once a person is reconciled to God in Christ, the barrier of division between the groups, it's broken down. Nothing but the gospel can do that. That's why we say the gospel is sufficient, and it's the only sufficient answer. So reason number four, a little bit of overlap. These approaches contradict the principle of the sufficiency of Scripture and the sufficiency of the gospel. When you talk about racism, and it's a good thing to talk about, you might feel very uncomfortable. You may hear some things you, you don't want to hear. You've got to sort it out and apply Scripture and turn the conversation toward the gospel. It is vital as you do that to listen and learn from people with backgrounds different than yours. Work hard to understand Be compassionate. Look for ways that you can address a situation and come alongside and and show the love of Christ. Treat people without partiality, but don't add to the gospel. Now, here's a big chunk that I cut out, but I'll tell you the the punchline. Uh, As I've read about this stuff, and I've read lots and lots of stuff, there's one book that's kind of a standout from... That comes from the other side, if you will, that it, it, the motivation is to get people together and talk. And, and the, the spirit of the book is, is good. The motivation is good. The, the motivation is, is right. It, it's well-intended, but it bakes the cakes. It bakes the cake putting in things that aren't biblical. And that's, that's the problem. I'd like to elaborate on that, but we don't have... We don't have time. Let me jump to the bottom line here, if you will. It's easy to hear stuff like this and to get riled up about it. We cannot sit by and allow thinking like this to be filtered into the church. But I want to ask you, please, don't get riled up. Okay, Keep your rile to yourself. Use the discipline not to sling around one-liners and sound bites and zingers. Refuse to call names, even when people call you names. Oh, yeah, well, I did that in school. didn't work. And I was always the littlest guy in the fight, so I gave up fighting pretty young. Don't treat anyone in an undignified manner. And I promise you, 
probably the very worst place in the world to try to carry on these conversations is anything to do with social media. This needs to be done in person. We need to talk about these things. I promise you there is no chance whatsoever that you're going to have success in presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ if you begin a conversation by calling somebody a name or sticking a label on them that they consider offensive. Don't start with, oh, I love to talk about Jesus to Marxists like you, okay? That's not going to get the door open. Understand, friends, no one is going to hell for applying the teachings of Marxism. No one is lost because they're homosexual. No one is lost because they're trans- transgender. No one is lost because they're, because they're communist. They are all those things because they're lost. We've got to deal with the real issue, the core issue, the ultimate issue. We don't try to convert people from worldly and anti-Christian thinking. That's not our goal. It, we, could, we could convert somebody to give up all of these philosophical things that we think are so wrong about uh, approaching the issue of racism. But if we don't convert them from loving their sin to knowing and loving their Savior, we're just going to make them a little less offensive while they go to hell. That's the issue. These dangerous and anti-biblical ideas that are pouring in on us, they are the products of brilliant minds addressing social ills but they ruled out the ultimate answer before they began dealing with the questions. A, a pastor of a church in a racially charged reason, region, Washington, D.C., to be specific, has uh, written several outstanding articles uh, dealing with race. Uh, the pastor's named uh, Jesse Johnson. Uh, Scott Basolo knows him uh, fairly well from uh, going to school with him. Um, one of his very good articles, you can look him up, online. You'll find a lot of his articles at thecripplegate.com, very good um, resource. One of his articles was Four Distinctives of a Christian View of Race. Let me me read you a little bit of what Pastor Johnson says. We don't pursue racial reconciliation as a goal in and of itself. In fact, racial reconciliation is a very problematic term. It is a mix of an unbiblical concept with a biblical mandate united by a hyphen. Instead, we understand that we are united to Christ through faith in the gospel, and we are therefore united to each other in the church. This union is an ontological reality. Right now, there is unity in the church because the same Spirit indwells every believer. Whether you go to a multi-ethnic church, a predominantly white or black or Filipino church, it doesn't matter. You already are reconciled to God and those other believers in other churches that don't look like you are already reconciled to the same God as you are. You are one with them, whether you like it or not. But you should like it because where there is division in the church, there is sin. Racism in the church would represent a denial of the finished work of Christ on the cross and a denial of the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. You might want to look that up and read that whole article and marinate your mind a little bit in that. I mentioned the name uh, Thomas Sowell earlier, not S-O-U-L, but S-O-W-E-L-L. He is an economist and quite an accomplished commentator on social influences. You can find a whole website or two of Thomas Sowell quotes 
one of those people who's able to take the big ideas and boil them down to nuggets that people like me can, can chew on. Uh, Thomas Sowell is about 91 or 92 years old now. He is a senior fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution. He is a black man born in North Carolina. I don't know how much time you've spent in North Carolina, but if you're not familiar with the divide between black and white, well, that's a good place to go and find pretty quickly what it's all about and find the, the, the long-term results of some really sinful attitudes, and some of it on the part of people who profess Christ. We can't, we can't ignore that. So he's born in North Carolina, and then he grew up in Harlem, New York. I think this guy's qualified to talk about what it's like to be on the, the nasty end of racism. He made this comment, I believe this was when the rioting was going on this past year. He said this, Have we reached the ultimate stage of absurdity where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today? Look, what was wrong long ago is wrong now. And what's going on that's wrong now, well, it's wrong now because it's always wrong. All right, I'm done. I quit. Except if I had the power to assign homework and to require that you turn into me a book review, I would ask you to please read and report on Fault Lines by Dr. Vody Bauckham, pastor, president of a college in Zambia. Let's call it Zambia. Okay, that'll work. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you for nodding uh, with me there. He checks all those boxes. Uh, black man raised in a non-Christian environment by a, uh, by a single mom struggling to make ends meet, living in places where racism is, is rampant. And he calls this book that just came out this year, Fault Lines. You might remember we were praying for Vody. Uh, he had a, a battle with a, with a heart issue. He's, he's back on his feet. Not, I don't think he's 100% back to full strength yet. But uh, um, I have read a number of books on this stuff. Uh, not a week has gone by in the last couple of years that I haven't read two or five or ten articles from all different perspectives on all of this stuff. And in this book, uh, Vody has synthesized things down to their essence. And he calls it fault lines. A fault line is a, a crack in the earth's crust. And as pressures change and the earth moves along a fault line, we have an earthquake. It's a very unnerving, upsetting thing. And he makes that analogy, this is what battle over what to do about racism um, is doing in our world. Okay, I'll make you a deal. If you will read this book, uh, if, if you'd like to read this book, if you can't afford it, just, just quietly come tell me. I will buy it for you. I'll give it to you on one condition. You read it, and then you give it to somebody and ask them to read it. Fair enough? If you can get it on your own. That's fine. I don't think Heritage Bible Church can wipe out Amazon's stock in the, next, in the next few days. I say that just because I can't say all of this stuff. And I, I sure wish I could speak as a six-foot-four black man with a foot-long white beard and a voice that can rattle the windows without a microphone. That's Vody. I'll never talk like that. But I will tell you, this boils down the issues from a biblical world view. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.